Orb presents the Season 3 Wrap-Up. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And it's the Season 3 Wrap-Up, baby. Mm-hmm. Round-Up. Yeehaw. round them up You stay back there, Invisible Hand of Fate. No, no, you come forward. Dr. Quim, you stay back there. This is, uh, we're, we're wrapping up season three on the cusp of season four, mm-hmm. uh, verbal reminder to myself to get Brayden to record some intros. Uh, no, he recorded um, the season four intros already. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks past Gary. <laughs> like th- th- thanks old me who is like, <laughs> let's get this out of the way. As yeah, opposed to new me that forgot all the favors that old me did. <laughs> oh man. Uh, luck is just another name for hard work. Somebody else did. Uh, and sometimes yeah, that somebody other else person, by which I might, is, you, you know, my past self. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, you did this seven um, years else. ago, so no cell, no cell in you is exactly no, the same. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. The Gary, we, we, we've been planning this for a while. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this episode, we are going to talk about the special features in the DVD, which mm-hmm. this time are uh, only deleted scenes. Yep. Even though the uh, flavor of the DVD, the wrapping of it is very charming. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, kind of read your responses to season three and then do first and worst. It's probably going to be a shorter episode, but that's okay. Cause right around the corner, my favorite season of the venture brothers. Oh yeah. Season four Sphinx. Sphinx. Yeah. Um, Sphinx. I'm, <laughs> I am looking forward to it. Uh, we're going to get so much more shore leave. Uh, he's great. Yeah. yeah. Thank uh, God. <laughs> so let's talk about that uh that, that that dvd it's a weird thing to lead with but like mm-hmm. i'm universally impressed pretty much with with uh like most of the themes that they pick and commit to i mean this one is definitely my favorite the uh the the uh the 70s atari kind of vibe to it well the the picture of the real life <laughs> yep. crew yeah like that's incredible uh-huh i can't believe they did that they, 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 <laughs> there's like a a picture of like a, a human Hank, Dean, Rusty, and or, you know Doc and Brock, <laughs> yep. uh, there, and and they look good. Uh-huh. Like they look they look appropriate hanging out in a seventies basement. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what it was, but like one of them, uh, I think it might have been Cinder Nicholas. It's like, oh yeah, we need a Rusty Venture outfit, or not a Rusty Venture. We need a we need a Dean Venture outfit. And he's like, oh, I just have that. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> like, minim- minimal preparation or uh or modification needed to just roll roll out a picture perfect uh, uh dean venture yeah yeah very very uh fun and yeah. then the, the dvd menus have all these little venture brothers like in television games or atari games mm-hmm. you know any kind of wood paneled console <laughs> uh kind of thing and they're really cute yeah um yeah i i did miss the uh you know i wanted more actual special features same and the deleted scenes we get are, are fine mm-hmm. uh here but the uh i wanted a little bit more of that i think same yeah uh yeah. you know even if it was i mean like i, I liked the goofy creative stuff you know mm-hmm. the the, yeah. the the you know green green how do we composite and green skin green uh, green screen stuff yeah oh well yeah yeah uh, let's get through, let's go through the deleted scenes here and then see, uh, kind of do our, our season thought wrap up and then read everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like as, as previously, a lot of these are, uh, extended scenes versus, uh, versus deleted scenes. Very little here is actually, you know, stuff that didn't happen in some form or flavor. So like, mm-hmm. you know, in shadow man nine, 
uh, we've got a call out like, uh, you know, apparently Phantom Limb, you know, fixated on Sheila, thinking that she was bitter about her voice. Yeah. <laughs> you know? As, as that, he was, that would make her a villain yeah as a, just yeah. looking for other people who would be bitter about their circumstances and you know become a villain yeah yeah which is useful for why you know he didn't just target her for uh horny reasons right like as as viewers of the show it's really easy to get used to dr girlfriend's voice and not think about it mm-hmm. you know um doctor the doctor sin had original tag at the end with sergeant hatred learning uh that he's going to be able to arch venture yeah um as opposed to that just kind of happening you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, not a whole lot of stuff here. Home is where the hate is. We get a little bit of stuff with Dean yelling at Hank pissing in the fountain. Uh, but then the better thing is hatred showing off his hobby room with his <laughs> fake, like his, his, his action figure history dioramas of like, uh-huh. here's a Thundercat crossing the Rubicon with Noah. And like, <laughs> you know, it, it's, this is, it's very good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> As they say, history is his story with mysteries. <laughs> yeah, it's very cute. Yeah. Uh, I I really wish we would have gotten a full uh, a full version of that, just because the animatic is really good with uh, the monarch's expression work. As he's mm-hmm. just you know yeah. completely completely bored and over it. Yeah, yeah. I I would have liked to have seen the the dioramas as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Invisible hand of fate. Like this is actually a good cut. I think they uh, they had a lot more with uh, Rusty and Pete in the bar kind of talking about rusty's sputtering career i think that that mm-hmm. that episode benefited from how you know having very little rusty like making him like a cameo because that like had nothing to do with the pacing of that already pretty crowded up they should have cut even more of it out yeah <laughs> you know um we get we get a little bit uh more of the underground uh quiz you know thing nothing nothing really here him trying to answer questions while the dog is trying to attack him uh-huh uh you know that felt like a non sequitur to me a little bit a little bit like yeah an, yeah i just don't you know, the dog is gonna ask the dog's gonna attack you like you're not an idiot right right uh <laughs> the one thing i like is is billy asking what the burger king kids club is because this is a flashback right and just and just being like oh just you wait <laughs> like we're, we're starting the idea of the burger king's kids club as like a, a clandestine spy yeah uh, thing is good to me it's very good i mean it's a, you know he's talking oh. with hunter they're sitting in the car uh you know and billy's like don't i get like a uniform or something you're not part of the burger king kids club uh, and yeah. obviously this procedures and he says, we have eyes everywhere. Get ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Very good. It was very cute. Yeah. Um, and then also the scene we talked about during that episode, um, uh, Richard impossible, uh, leaving with all of his stuff after he gets no fired. jokes, no jokes in that scene. Literally. No just they cut it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the, the, there's nothing that happens. It's uh-huh. just like a minute of two men talking. Um, the uh, the buddy system, uh, you know, has a couple extended scenes with Billy explaining the quiz boy and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I like the alchemist wanting to get to his song. Yep. Uh, and the reason why I like it is because he says he's going to replace Kiss Me with Safety. And Dr. Orpheus is a me and is like, you're doing a sixpence on the richer song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then him be like, no, no, it's a cure song. Which... Uh, and I'm in the pocket for that as I... the premier sixpence on the richer. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> God, that song was fucking everywhere. I uh, uh, like during that time, my family we took we took like <laughs> both sides of my family. I went on yearly vacations to South Carolina uh, to the beach. Okay. Um, so you know, two two trips to South Carolina <laughs> and uh, um, did different different beaches. One was Myrtle Beach. Okay. One was Edisto Island. Um, but um, just uh, being in the car for ten hours and that song coming up on the radio mm, every third song. <laughs> 
So it is yeah. hammered into my head. Oh yeah. They played it a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think that's real cute. Mm-hmm. Um, um, more Monarch shtick with him not knowing how to use the computer. I don't, I don't care about that. No, no. Uh, rusty improving to the gorilla, mm-hmm. you know, in the Eden, uh, which is, which is fine. But I think that I like the cut of that better, mm-hmm. you know, like kitten good, you know, no bad frown. And then just cutting away to yeah. Billy being mauled is way funnier. <laughs> they did, uh, they, they, they did cut a, a good, uh, reference to Coco's fascination with nipples. Oh yeah. Coco yeah. love nipples, <laughs> uh, which is a weird thing. Um, as soon as she saw, there's like a story with her. As soon as she saw Robin Williams, mm-hmm. she has to see his nipples, mm-hmm. which like, that's a challenge mode thing because you got that fucking fur oh, coat yeah. going on. You yeah. know, like nobody's seen Robin Williams nipples. Not even him. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're just, they're just freestanding at the top of his grave right now, floating to the top. <laughs> <laughs> just two of them right surrounded by grass. Oh, God. Like they were in life. <laughs> uh, I thought the scene they cut from Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman was actually kind of cute. Uh, oh, this just, is, yeah, this is good. Yeah, they're just like, the, the, the two yeah. this, the two sets of, you know, the boy and girl adventurers who, who are talking about villains, but they have nothing in common because there's no there's no crossover in the rogues gallery. <laughs> it's real weird. Like you're, they're talking about the the sovereigness, uh-huh. you know, Lady Sovereign rather. Yeah, uh, which is a really cute little like Lady Stardust Bowie thing. Uh-huh. And then her just be like, oh, is that the lady with the big legs and stuff? Like, no, that's Mommy Longlegs. Like <laughs> them, them just kind of talking shop is really yeah. cute. Did you hear that yeah. the monarch and Doctor Girlfriend got married? <laughs> we don't know who that is. Yeah, it's it's very cute. Like yeah. uh, the idea of there just being like the the venture gender verse. Like they're just doing all. There's you know. Lady counterparts to all of this stuff mm-hmm. is pretty funny to me. Yeah. I just, uh, I, 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 a, that supposes the existence of a doctor boyfriend, which is fun. Um, oh, sure. And, and, yeah. and, and B like that is, I, I mean, kind of, uh, kind of my favorite kind of venture brothers joke, uh, which is, it is both funny and also like relies on the, the you know, the world that's built. Like it's that yeah. good intersection. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Uh, now, now museum has a little bit more Scaramantula, uh, a little bit more Colonel gentleman's memoir, but <laughs> I don't even really know what they added to that one. No, like I was just happy to watch the scene again. Cause I like how he says Wally Shira. <laughs> Wally um, Shira. Wally, <laughs> go over the <dollars>, Wally Shira. <laughs> um, <laughs> neither did he. <laughs> uh, oh man. Um, orb, uh, this had, I mean, the, the, I, I can understand why they cut it, but I just wanted more alchemist like him talking mm-hmm. about don't date a, don't date a bartender because they're all sluts. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very funny. It's uh, super just, cute. just his existential crisis sitting there eating dinner with a teddy bear. Oh, there's also one in here. Uh, it's not in the notes, but they also has the one where he goes and talks to the master, uh, Does in this it? one. Yeah, because because they're trying to get uh, help. Or no, no, that's in uh, what goes down must come up. Oh, Um, the the uh, there's one where he goes and talks to the master, and we get to hear Doc Hammer's like pretty shitty the master impersonation. Oh, like the animatic is I don't know what's happening in it. Like he's like a, a a giant robot. Okay. For some reason, with a lady, do you know what I'm talking about? So I must have I must have skipped that on the uh, on the menu. I apologize for not doing my due diligence there. I just figured they didn't have that because it was a it was a Ben Edlund uh, joint. No, no, yeah, there's a yeah. there's a deleted scene in that one. Oh, no. um, yeah, it's just real weird. Yeah, um, and a couple other just extended scenes, like, yeah. but they, they don't do anything because mm-hmm. you know a lot of them don't. Like more of the art of noise guys in the back seat 
calling yeah. out Rusty. Yeah. Oh, uh, correction. What goes down was not Ben Edlund. I'm thinking of uh, the Scooby Doo episode. I'm thinking of that. Yeah. 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 I I, I assume that when you said Ben Edlund, you were thinking you're trying to uh, talk about them not having a deleted scene because of John Benjamin. Yeah. The voice of the master. Yeah. No, that, that, yeah. that's ultimately why they couldn't put the master in there is because they couldn't get John Benjamin to do it. Also, I'm not surprised that somebody can't do a good John Benjamin because he's yeah. ki- kind of an in- inimitable. Yeah. Doc Hammer does not do a, a passable John Benjamin. No. Uh, and it's also like, it's just very hard to know from the automatic what it was even supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, and, and that's not its fault. Like there might be sight gags in there that don't come across. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. In automatic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just back to orb for a second. I like the continuation of Kano roasting rusty, you know, mm-hmm. just cause in the episode he's like, Oh, where did he find the orb when he was searching for money in the couch cushions, which is already a pretty, a, a pretty good burn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just like no his friend found it oh who would be his friend he's so unpleasant yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just this silent body partner who's been putting up with rusty shit his entire life yeah you know <laughs> like it's very good yeah yeah uh the finale, uh, you know, has a couple little bits, but again, nothing. I don't miss any of this stuff. No, uh, no. This is some of those like you know, or very little of this stuff. Um, I like this little bit with Henchman Twenty Four, like where it looks like he's hacking a safe, but he's figuring out the microwave. Yep. <laughs> uh, I the only the, the way I like that is because microwaves are kind of like showers, where like we all have them, but they're all just different enough to where you kind of mm-hmm. use guidance on them. Yeah, and you know, they're just like stupidly non-standardized. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, like, if you get good at a microwave, you feel pretty good about it. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, I really relate to Henchman 24 saying, ah, the secret, the the minute plus button. <laughs> like, yeah, no, you mm-hmm. got to watch that. You know, just like me saying, ah, the secret, the percentage of power button. Like, oh, cook yeah. it, cook it at 70 percent. That's the that's the ticket. That's the, that's the thing. <laughs> Do you, can I uh, since it's gonna be a short episode anyway, can I distract you with something that is entirely non sequiturous? Sure. Yeah. I have a poster for Duckfest One up next to my recording studio. Okay. Yeah, there's a, there's a typo on that poster. What? Uh, it says uh, for the address it says Clinton Street Theater, uh, Portland, and then Oregon is abbreviated O dot R dot. Okay. As, as, that's not how you abbreviate a state. No, it's not. Huh. Yeah. I wonder how. So, yeah. so it's it's like Oregon, Oregon, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. No. I. 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 I hmm. That, that, that uh <laughs> like how are you doing 2019 cole feeling yeah. weird <laughs> two years ago to the almost to the day yeah just about uh, <laughs> um i mean my only defense is language is about communication and people probably understood what portland i was talking about <laughs> oh yeah I mean, you could argue that you don't need to add the oregon to it yeah <laughs> even though we only put the posters up in one spot right you know, one, in one in one, one in one city yeah huh i'm just i'm just upset that i've never noticed it before i've been looking at it a lot and yeah. I, I like i definitely proofed the poster and uh-huh. like every a lot of people saw that poster yeah the first time uh i huh. mean we, we we definitely did uh do it in the one operating room in portland though yeah yeah it was yeah. the uh and we all did wear or scrubs mm-hmm. aka in Oregon scrubs <laughs> um yeah huh Anywho, yeah, I just I couldn't once I saw it, I couldn't like un, unnotice it. It's like the duck is on the poster is looking at me, mm-hmm. <laughs> judging, uh, just waiting. Just like, finally, yeah. oh, yeah. I, I, like the ghost is just going to disappear now. <laughs> um, the uh, there's also a little bit where Holy Diver uh, can only pray because the sword is fake. Uh huh. You know, yeah. as opposed, so sure. Um, 
in the second part of the finale. Uh, mm-hmm. We get a little bit more of the uh, interrogation. This feels like improv. Yeah. Uh, Rusty saying that he's a doctor, so Latour was a biology demonstration for his homeschooled sons. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, okay. Yeah. A uh, little bit with the monarch uh, picking people, henchmen for a mission. Nobody wants to sign up because they know it's uh, that they're going to die. Right, right. You know? And then the most like plot important thing is Sergeant Hatred being the one who convinces uh, Dr. Venture to send in the clone slugs yeah. and let the boys grow up. Yeah. Um, you know, which is weird because he kind of doesn't make that decision on camera. No. In the actual episode. No, it, um, I, I, I kind of miss that, that, that I think yeah. would have served, you know, motivating yeah. that, you know, that big enough choice. It kind of, you know, cause like at the beginning of the, of the next season, it's a little, uh, it feels a little haphazard. Like, hmm. Yeah. Well, it, it it adds a little value to Sergeant Hatred as well. Yes. Like the reason why the, the, the crew is okay with him even, or like Doc is, you know, okay with him. Like he has a lot of resentment yeah. for Sergeant Hatred, but like he's, you know, signed him on as a bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Presumably has some kind of say in that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's a, it, it's interesting that he still has a bodyguard, even though uh, Operation Rusty's Blanket mm-hmm. has been... Boy, they really dropped the orb thread. They really did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they really put that together. It's like, why does he still have a bodyguard assigned by OSI? Yeah. If, yeah. if that was literally just to protect the orb. Institutional inertia. Yeah, God, God damn it, Doc Hammer. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, season season three. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are you at on season three? What do you think of season three? It's a little bit more inconsistent than I remembered it being. Um, Mm -hmm. that said though, the highs are really high, you know, and I think that especially as you get toward the back of the, uh, the season, like when it starts picking up momentum, that's when Mm -hmm. it starts really, I think working pretty great, you know, even though the highest is probably, you know, still the hangout episode, like the, you know, the buddy system, not to, not to get into first and worse yet, but like. You know, it's it, it, it's weird how the thing that it that that, that the season does best is pick pick up momentum. Yet its best episode is still the hangout one that kind of defies momentum. Yeah, it, it's them experimenting with momentum and lore. Mm-hmm. Is is kind of how I see it. Yeah, you know, even down to to orb, like this is them playing with the idea that there's a history mm-hmm. behind all of these characters, uh, and almost like a parlor game of like, you know, we created Billy Quizboy to be missing a hand, have an eye patch and wear a black armband. Yeah. Now what can we fill in that, that, you know, those Mad Libs Mm -hmm. to make that count. And like, I I appreciate it as like a writing exercise. And I think that they made really entertaining episodes out of it. Yes. Um, It just also, it does have that feeling a little bit of a writing exercise to me, Mm -hmm. you know, at parts, which is, is, you know, not a bad thing, but it is, I, I don't think this is them getting the balance quite yet. Uh, like the lore comedy balance, yeah. lore hangout balance. Mm-hmm. They're on their way. Yeah. Uh, so it feels like a transitional season to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're they're gonna really hit their stride in season four, as we've uh, as we've alluded to. Yeah, season. Yeah, I really really like season four. Yeah. Um, and then kind of lose their stride a little bit in season five, mm-hmm. and then flip the whole table over, <laughs> and then shortly after that the show ends. Yep. Um, <laughs> we're yeah. waiting for the movie. <laughs> then the podcast podcast over. <laughs> Uh, you're, uh, you, so first and worst you alluded is your, your first, the, uh, the buddy system. I, I you know, I'm going to have to say, yeah, that feels a little, uh, I don't know if it feels a little easy. 
Um, but uh, but yeah, it's the it's it's the way that I feel. Buddy system it's is a good. great episode. Yeah, like that it is so good. Like you, you oh, oh you didn't raise your hand. Who didn't raise their hand? Action Johnny didn't raise his hand. <laughs> like. The, yeah. it, is, it is a really great episode yeah it's a like, it's it's a good it's a good sampler that kind of like gets some really you know just a little bit it's a flight you know you just get a mm-hmm. little bit of the best of you know every every little established thing it's uh it's it, it's great yeah very 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 cute all the stuff with dr z at the end mm-hmm. like that is a really good episode that is like a secret good episode mm-hmm. of the show like thinking back on it i didn't really remember it and it's it's much better than i remembered yeah like that's a great one Mm-hmm. Um, I will give it uh, to now a museum. Now you don't. Yeah. Formerly the Doctor is sin. Um, I love the Doctor is sin still, mm-hmm. but uh, now a museum. Now you don't. Uh, all the stuff with like I like it being an episode about JJ. Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, all of the stuff. Like I like the pirate captain a whole lot and old team venture. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Scarmantula is such a charismatic voice performance. <laughs> um, brain brain yellow. Come on. Yeah, Bra- Brain Yellow is real good. The ending really gets me. They're like, he's family, Brock. Get, get the fuck out of here. Like, that really gets me. Uh, yeah. 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 It is. Uh, that is. Uh, and it's just, it, it is a fun watch. It feels like you're, we're all over the place mm-hmm. with the museum and, and characters. It's also like a sampler kind of episode. Yeah. Like, just minus Dermot, which is a bummer. But, yeah. 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 Yep. Um, yeah. As far, as far as worst, I'm going to, I'm going to well, si- sidestep. I'm going to. Okay. Yeah, I'm eliminating Doctor Quim as a as a answer because that's yeah, the obvious one. So that's is. the worst. But let's let's do second worst because that's right. Too right. Probably what goes down must come up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's uh yeah. it, it it just kind of flat. It's it's kind of flat for me. I I think that it, you know, the like when I, when I think about it, I, I like just oh there are a bunch of people dressed dressed like music video characters. I remember, and also um uh oh gosh. I even forget what I was gonna say was a what was a highlight for it. <laughs> you, you even you didn't even want to watch the deleted scene. I, I did. You're like the deleted right. scenes were there, and you're like, "Fuck this!" It, just, just, just. I don't just care. Kinda... This is the podcast. I don't give a shit. <laughs> just skipped. Just skipped over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just uh, it like it, it it is a little bit too. I think like wrapped up in its uh concept for me mm. to uh for for me to feel like especially jazzed about it it's a neat concept but uh doesn't have enough for me you know and also yeah. like the uh like the dr entman's kind of the pacing killer um yeah dr entman is a rough putt to me yeah. yeah um it just it just kind of a mess it's, it's kind of a mess and it trips over itself yeah uh i agree that it's not great uh but to me i have to give it to tears of a sea cow hmm uh I don't like that episode. Yeah. Uh, I find the monarch stuff in it annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's just, yeah, I don't like that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where in the Venture Brothers, like I become less interested in the monarch mm-hmm. than I am with the main people. Like I have a distinct feeling, you know, the next season, Monarch takes largely a backseat during yeah. a lot of it because we got a lot of Sphinx stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when he comes back, he comes back as the Blue Morpho, and that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And we start getting into guild politics. But the you know one of the reasons I'm really happy that there's a movie or there's something to cap this off is because the final little bit of him joining the guild feels like such an anticlimax to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just very hard for me to kill about them reenacting the first villain mm-hmm. or for easy for me to care. Yeah. It's very easy for me to kill, <laughs> but it's it's hard for me to care uh, about that scene. So at some point, like I just get more interested in the rest of the world and mm-hmm. the Avengers than I do Doc- the Monarch. Yeah. 
so a monarch focus episode like i like the beginning of tears of a sea cow mm-hmm. like i love dr dudong yeah uh, dugong but uh after that it loses me yeah yeah so. the, th- the the thing that i you know when i think of tears of a sea cow that's the, the sticks out is literally just shallow gravy you know yeah, and i uh, love shallow gravy yeah yeah like absolutely like shallow <laughs> gravy that song that that helper beat like all that stuff is very good it mm-hmm. just it feels like a really weirdly empty episode in a season that needed more breathing like a lot of episodes felt like they needed more breathing room yeah yeah you know i just mm-hmm. uh that episode is just like whoa, like just real <laughs> wide open it's man spreading all over the season yeah just yeah. taking some time you know mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah good but we got better things ahead um would you do you like this more than you like season two mm, no i don't think i do i like season two more yeah i think i think i'm with you season yeah. two is is is, uh, is just really really great and weirder mm-hmm. to me so yeah i think um, the, the, the lows in season two are lower you've got both love bites and uh state dinner but like i don't know yeah you've got powerless is in the face of death quim you know like it's hard to say i would i would say yeah I would say Love Bites you is worse so? than Quinn. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that, but I, hmm. I do think that uh, State Dinner is at least as bad. Yeah. Uh, for me. Um, yeah. But then you also get the Scooby Gang, the Groovy Gang. Yeah. And come on. Yeah. Season two is very good. <laughs> season two is very good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, looking forward to talking about season four. Mm-hmm. Uh, here. Um, you guys had some thoughts about season three as well, which we will read right now. Yeah. Um, I'll get us started with uh, with Gavin, who says, hello, and thanks for launching Orb. Uh, I hadn't tried to watch this before, uh, but this got me to give it a try, and the show has been a delight. Pete mentioning Riven was amazing. Um, I've been able to watch the show straight through since all the episodes are available to me at once, and it's interesting to hear you discuss the way longtime fans had to wait for years between seasons. I wonder if having zero interruptions might help to make the experience less frustrating, as I know from the start that seven seasons are in the can. I had something similar uh, happen when my spouse and I were watching Superman the Animated Series. And I remember liking it as a kid, uh, but it always seemed to be a rerun. Watching it without having to wait a year for a new episode definitely made it a lot more fun. Um, yeah. A- absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The, the Venture Brothers wait sucked mm-hmm. uh, because I always wanted to just rewatch the series from the beginning to remind myself of all the lore and stuff. Yeah. But it just became increasingly untenable as every, there was a wait between every season. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I would just kind of like wake up one day and be like, oh, Venture Brothers are actually out. Like I didn't like mark my calendar or anything because it became a really frustrating thing to get that invested in. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just kind of it would show up when it would show up and then I would watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah it definitely like impacted, you know, and I, I would be really interested to see how much it impacted like the success of the show in a more objective sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like did that impact DVD sales or it's, you know, did that contribute to its ultimate cancellation? Things like that. Yeah. No, I mean, what Gavin is alluding to, you know, I think is is something that like I think is going to be taken more for granted as we're, you know, five years into calling television shows bingeable, you know. Um, yeah. but like, I don't know. I like, if, if there's a show out that just has one season, even if I could watch that whole season in a, in a go, I kind of, I, I kind of am less apt to get into it than if it's all over, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sitting here waiting for the fifth season of better call Saul to show up on Netflix and I'm furious. Like, I just <laughs> wish that I had waited. Yeah. You know, cause it was like really fun to watch and everything. And in the beginning of like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. this will never end. I got four yeah. whole, four whole seasons. Mm-hmm. Nope. 
you know, goes by pretty quick. It does. Uh, and yeah. now I'm just kind of fucked. You know, and you could call that so. impatience, but like transitioning into and out of getting invested in a world and as characters and remembering what happened before and remembering like what your guesses were for what was going to happen next. Like that actually does take energy, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, going yeah. in, going in and out. Uh, it's it, it sucks to have it be scattered. It sucks to have it be interrupted. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I, you know, you can call it impatience, but I also don't like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I can be impatient about this. I don't like, if that's the worst thing I do, that's still pretty good, <laughs> you know? So yeah. Uh, moving on, um, Corey or Chris says via contact, uh, just thought I'd submit a couple of thoughts I had from the season. First of all, on the Dr. Killinger episode of the 25 cents in the high yield mutual fund. <laughs> Most anybody in the financial world wouldn't take on an investment this small. And even if they did from 20, 2008 to today, you'd be looking at making 50 cents if your financial manager rounded up on your fraction of a cent gain. However, a different investment opportunity started in 2008 that could turn a quarter into tens of thousands of dollars, Bitcoin. Other things that would have been better investments than waiting over a decade to turn a quarter into 50 cents? Literally any candy you could afford because it would be more enjoyable or any small toy you could buy from a vending machine. Uh, secondly, and more importantly on the orb episode of orb, the website they visit, while I can't remember the specifics of the URL is not a modern URL, URL and ARPA. Uh, oh, it is not a modern URL. It is an ARPA, the predecessor to our modern internet that started in the seventies. takes basically no stretch of the imagination to think that Jonas, <laughs> Jonas senior was involved in the creation of it as he was a super scientist with major government contacts, uh, contracts. And with how he did things, it wouldn't be surprising for him to have wrote something, uh, that would still be up either through building it into the code that everything is based off of, uh, the government never seeing a reason to take it down then forgetting about its existence or even a fanboy coder keeping it there purposely purposefully it's quite plausible that the website would still exist so pick on the episode for different flaws anyway love the show keep up the great work so first off people are only allowed to get bad at gary for nitpicking things you can't come at me for it okay yeah uh <laughs> it's, it's uh i provide a beard for all of cole cole's worst qualities there are a lot of things that cole does at, that we both do and only i get yelled at for them because i'm louder about it but not always like every once in a while you'll just scream and i, I and about something and it just it, i don't know exactly what it is but i do provide a smoke screen for cole's crapulence as a function of the network and it's part of how i earn my keep uh, on here so yeah, yeah uh, do not do not come at Cole for nitpicking. I am the person who nitpicks and hates fun. Right, Cole right. loves fun and is a pure and special boy who's never done anything wrong, and all mm-hmm. his opinions are golden. Yeah, at no. least according to like the people who are consistently calling me out. <laughs> so just as long as we're just as long as we're clear about that, uh, for the first one, I I can't I can't disagree with you. Me uh, kind of kind of going in and calling that good financial advice was part, partly for fun, you know uh it's a little bit leaning into leaning into the character of cole uh, a little bit uh i think you wanted to tell people that you knew what a high yield mutual fund was (laughs) because because i'm a good and special boy um that's what i think it was quite honestly uh yeah uh and uh for 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 the second one it's not an arpanet address like arpanet addresses are the um uh they're like the ip addresses like i went and looked this up the uh, let's say don't tell me it's more code it's all form type equals address 
I was so close. Uh, and Pete says, I'm already regretting telling you this, but that's a URL. What? Billy, it's a website. Uh, the web didn't exist at the time. Uh, but the Rusty Adventure cartoon is from the 70s. And then they go in and put in 52 equals country equals US and geodiff. Like they're actually, they're putting in a map, a map quest URL uh into yeah. uh in, in, into that also i don't actually think that that's a problem with the episode they call it out and the story needed to go like improbable things can happen for a story to uh to progress i was more just remarking on it and it doesn't disqualify the entire thing yeah i don't remember how much time we spent on on that bit but i can't imagine it was like you know put 15 minutes on the clock <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. so um, and we did pick on the episode for other flaws. Yeah, as always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then finishing out here with Corey, uh, he says, listening to your episode on the Lepidopterus, it got me thinking about Ned and uh, the ways that the character could have been drafted that would have better stood the test of time. Springboarding off of Gary's point that Ned works best as a Hulk smash meathead brute, it made me think uh, that Ned would be better served as a straighter parody of Ben Grimm, uh, specifically from the 60s Fantastic Four cartoon, where he's characterized as a block-headed tough guy from the Bronx, uh, who's very stupid, confident, and quick to anger. I think interrogating the weird insecurities and defensiveness of a self-styled macho dude uh, who has turned into a rock would have fit very well with the show, and you could still keep uh, many of the gags in the show. Ned had an ice cream clown, um, an ice cream clown robot, because his therapist is encouraging him to express himself. He's depressed and insecure about his whole body hurting, etc., being callous, uh, and it would still be a fun juxtaposition uh, between tough rock man and dumb, sensitive guy with many issues. But I wouldn't feel like it's punching down. Just my thoughts. Um, uh, I absolutely love your coverage of the series. Uh, it has been an invaluable companion to rewatching, uh, to rewatching it. Thanks for being such rad dudes. Thanks for the excellent content. Thank you, Corey. They say, P.S. I've listened to so much watch out for fireballs at this point, uh, that whenever that show ends, I keep expecting the go team venture to be preceded by Gary asking, and where can they go? Cole, <laughs> even though that makes no sense. Yeah. That's a good That's idea a, for a sign off. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> where can they go? Uh, yeah, I, I, I understand. Like, I like the idea of a Ben Grimm parody in this. I understand mm-hmm. the, you know, they, they, I, when I, when I think about them doing this as kind of like a Hulk thing, like the Hulk is dumb. And then what in the mid two thousands, the idea of dumb was, mm-hmm. was somebody with, with mental, you know, who's disabled, mm-hmm. like that would have been a way to do it, I think. But yeah. also, you know, we, we do a lot of a poly, you know, Apologia, I never know how to pronounce that word correct, uh, in the show for mm-hmm. the boys, but like they were doing it because they thought it was funny that he was mentally disabled. Yep. You know, like I think that it would have been, I don't think that's a good choice, but I understand why they, they did that because it was, it was like a rational choice in that, in that respect. Like it was in line with what they thought. Yeah. You know, you know? and that is not to damn them because they realized that was a problem over time and stopped using them. You know, yeah, <laughs> like it stopped making making him an object of fun. You know, so good thumbs up on them for that. But you know, yeah, it's still true. They had him that they made it that way because they thought it was a fun joke for their comedy show. Yeah, I, I also think the other reason why they might not have done a Ben Grimm ultra masculine uh, thing is because it might have stepped on Brock's toes. Yeah, too much. Like Brock tends to be their outlet for all of their ultra, you know, ultra masculine, yeah, uh, kind of stuff. Not to, I'm not trying to crap on your idea. No, no. Like, I, yeah, 
you know. I think um, it would, you know, yeah. I, I think your idea definitely would have aged better. Um, and that was your goal. And there could still be jokes about both the sort the source material and uh, and the world. Oh. Uh, thanks, everybody, for writing in. We'll put out the call for season four as well. Pocket has jumped up onto my desk and I have no idea what to do. Uh, so we got to end this episode so we can like, take care of that. Uh, Gary, what should people does, do if they like the show? Does Cole? he have a pistol level at you? Like, what's going no, on? No, he's just, he's going to, like, there's a lot of precarious things on this desk. Okay. I don't want him to, like, destroy the recording. Okay. Like, if he unplugs the audio interface, my computer crashes. Tell him what they can do, Cole. People can go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and get episodes of this uh, show a whole week early and support your boys. Uh, get bonus shows of, bonus episodes of other shows, um, whole bonus shows, things like that. Uh, you can also go mm-hmm. and leave us rating reviews on iTunes or whatever podcast directory that you uh, that you get us from and tell your friends. But most of all, uh, where can they go, Gary? They, they can, can they go, go Team Venture. Team Venture. <laughs> <laughs>